What's going on, Medicine Remix? New follower here. I'm very much enjoying everything you're doing. I love the different medicines for just getting rid of the bullshit. So keep it up. I'm going to keep on listening. Medicine Remixed. Today was the very first day that I tuned into your segments. And I got to say, initially, I came in confused, but I left very satisfied. Oh, thank you. Keep doing what you're doing. Hey, Medicine Remixed. This is really an eclectic show. Just had to reach out. Rich Dave, you guys are now, and as always, I stopping over for my daily dose of Medicine Remix. Keep doing what you do, man. I always am enjoying Medicine Remix, for sure. Medicine Remix. Thank you, thank you, thank you for featuring me in your latest Remix. I am thrilled. You've made my day. I love what you do. As I've said, I think you guys are genius. Oh, thank you. And you found out somewhere along the line that hip hop makes you happy when you're working. Well, hip hop makes the patient happy too. And it has helped me in ways that I can't even explain in my healing process. So thank you, thank you, thank you for recognizing that. You keep on vibing and reviving as much as you can, as often as you can. I will continue to keep listening to your station you keep rising and soaring. I appreciate you. Medicine Remix, what's happening? Listen, love the show, man. That's what's up. That's a killer show, man. I like your concept. You know I'm most definitely checking you out. All right, please. Medicine Remix. Man, I love the show, man. Y'all got a new fan. Man, raw, real, and uncut. First and foremost, health is important. And uh, I just want to say, man, I love the show, man. Love the uh, tips and advice. And uh, keep it going. Peace. Make the most of today. Thank you for listening. You're listening to Medicine Remix. <laughs> Support for today's Medicine Remix show comes from Fake Farm's original Sleep Dead Suppressant. Dreamamine. Consider it the Mr. Clean for sleep hygiene, so you can start living the dream again or for the very first time, both literally and figuratively, if you're still with me. No more lying in bed, dwelling about all the dreams you snoozed on, living in that procrastinator's paradise of yours. Oh no. No more kidding yourself that you'll be going to bed early only to find yourself reading BuzzFeed articles about all the ways you know you're a terrible fucking sleeper. Just three unbearably ironic hours before you need to be up for the soul-sucking job you never in a million years would have dreamt that you'd be doing. If any of that sounds like you, it might be time to dream of a better life, a sleep debt-free life with Dreamamine. Isn't it time you redream yourself? Ask your doctor or your filthy sleep-deprived self if Dreamamine is right for you. Side effects of Dreamamine may include being woke as fuck, sleeping in like it's the new going out, and deleting your Twitter account. Speaking of dreams, now back to living the dream with Medicine Remixed. Studies show that having enough sleep drives creativity and improves your memory. You're more likely to remember something new you learned if you nap shortly after. In fact, go take a nap now if you can so you can remember that you have a better chance of remembering this new fact that you just learned after taking a nap. And that's facts. My prescription. Hey, what up, y'all? This is Deke. 
Um, I just wanted to come to you with some uh, midday mindfulness. Um, I just actually saw a string of patients in clinic today that ironically and unplanned all came in for evaluations for uh, sleep disturbance, having trouble sleeping. And sleep is one of those things that it's interesting. Um, you know, according to the CDC, anywhere between 50 million and 70 million adults in the U.S. have sleep or wakefulness disorder. And it's so large that I think the CDC has actually considered it formally a uh, a public health problem. Um, but the interesting thing to me about sleep is people's perceptions of what sleep is. And this idea that, you know, at night when they go to sleep, that they're supposed to pass out when they hit the pillow, you know, within minutes, supposed to be lapsed into a coma, which is bizarre to me that that's how people think of sleep. Because for some reason, they feel like, oh, they, uh, that guy's a good sleeper, you know, he, he lays down and he passes out instantly. Uh, after a day, a day's work. And there's evidence that shows that that's actually not good sleep. That's not restful sleep when, you know, the second you lay down out of just complete exhaustion that you pass out. Um, but that's what folks want. And it becomes this, you know, uh, you know, they want Ambien, they want all these other potentially habit forming medications that actually will put you to sleep. But ironically, they disrupt sleep architecture. So you'll be unconscious, but you will not be getting restful sleep. So that's one thing. The other thing is just the idea of sleep is a bizarre thing. You know, if you think about what sleep is and you lay down and you, you know, you're dead to the world for six to eight hours a day, you know, if sleep didn't exist and I told you I knew a guy who for, you know, eight hours a day just disappears, just disconnects from, from the world and just lays there you'd be blown away. You'd be like, God, that's fucking weird, right? But that's what it is. And, you know, the science behind what sleep is and why we need it isn't exactly entirely clear. They're, they're getting closer to figure out what sort of processes take place in, in, in the brain. But nobody's put a, a, a direct finger on it to figure out why we need it. But the truth is, if you're sleep deprived long enough, you can die. You literally, your body will shut down. So we know it's an essential process. But what exactly is going on? It's, it's interesting. Um, but which brings me back to the, this notion of what sleep is and how to get better sleep. There was a study published recently that compared the use of Ambien versus the use of sleep hygiene in treating patients with chronic insomnia. And Ambien being you know, one of the sleep medications uh, very often used is a popular medication and sleep hygiene on the other hand most people aren't aware of and what sleep hygiene is it's essentially a regimen for sleep and when you talk about the individual components of sleep hygiene people always say to me oh yeah yeah, yeah I've tried that shit it doesn't work it doesn't work I, I still can't go to sleep and most times I know they're not being completely honest because for those of for those patients of mine who've actually employed a sleep hygiene regimen They'll come back and they'll be like, oh, that shit was terrible, but it worked. Like, I, it, I, I didn't like doing it, but it certainly worked. It helped me sleep. And it's interesting because there's a regimen behind it. And most people don't think of sleep as being a regimented part of their day. Um, and sleep hygiene, you know, just some of the things that uh, sleep hygiene protocols include are, for example, um, using your bed for only one of two things, for sleep or for sex. Meaning, there's no sitting at the edge of the bed talking on the phone. There's no laying out on your bed flipping through a magazine. There's no sitting in bed t 
talking on the phone or playing on your iPad. None of that. Sleep, sex only. The other thing is no screens in the bedroom, meaning no TVs, no phones, no nothing. Um, And, you know, there's actually evidence suggesting that even having your phone on the nightstand next to your bed can affect your sleep because people kind of use that as a bailout. You know, they'll wake up a little bit, they'll reach over, they'll grab their phone. And before you know it, they're on it for 30 minutes. So actually having all that out of the room or completely across the room is critical. And the last thing I'll share is if you're in bed for about 20 to 30 minutes and you just can't sleep, is actually getting up and going to another room and reading something terribly boring. Nothing you like, like a medical journal or something that'll just completely exhaust you and then go to sleep. So check out Sleep Hygiene. Look it up online. You'll find some good regimens and let me know if it works for you. All right, y'all. Peace. of people experience a false sense of falling off a cliff while trying to sleep, waking up with a sudden muscle jerk. This type of hallucination experience right before waking up is known as a hypnopompic hallucination, specifically a hypnic jerk. More often than not, hypnic jerks are nothing to worry about. If one wakes you up, just be thankful you're not really falling off a cliff and go the fuck back to sleep. But be advised that things like a high caffeine intake, strenuous evening activities, emotional stress, sleep deprivation, basically all the things largely necessary for most people to become doctors. All of these things increase the frequency and intensity of hypnic jerks. So if you avoid those things, it lowers the chances of experiencing these freaky muscle twitches. Yeah, hypnic jerks, facts. And that's facts. My prescription. Please do your part. The podcast, share them if you like them, if they're good, spread the word. We've been getting incredible feedback, man. And to those of you who have written in, thanks. Those who haven't, man, feel free to do it. I know for me, man, it's it's been pretty incredible. Some of the feedback we've gotten has been, I mean, to be real honest, like life-changing, like really Yeah, impactful. I mean, you know, even if uh, one person's listening and benefiting from this, that's yeah, enough motivation for me to keep doing it. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, keep up the good work. Thanks for listening. Thanks for spreading the word. And we got a lot of things coming up, man. Any words of wisdom? Stay hungry. Stay hungry. I agree. Uh, But eat healthy. (laughs) But eat healthy. Medicine Remixed.